Hi everybody, this is Pastor Scott George and welcome to Pine Castle United Methodist Church. We are gathering all throughout Central Florida uh, this Sunday morning to worship and to focus on God. And I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to be with us. It's going to be a great, great service. I'm looking forward to the worship. And in just a few moments, I'm going to come back and I've got some great teaching uh, from the hymns. We're going to continue our series on the great hymns of the church and we've got a really good one. Uh, today. So it's going to be good. So I hope you're ready. Get your Bible, uh, get your family, uh, get everybody gathered around, and uh, just just know today that as we are worshiping together, that there's people all over Orlando that are watching together online. And as you can tell, I'm, I'm coming to you to, uh, today from my office, and I just wanted to come and just teach a little bit here from my office. So uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful uh, time together. We'll be right back in just a few moments for teaching. Let's go now into worship and let's worship God and let him know that he is our focus today. And on him and him alone, we're going to give all of the praise. Our church is singing out, I count on one thing. same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God that's never late is working all things out, working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will. I sing, I count. I count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me now In the waiting The same God that's never late Is working all things out You're working all things out Yes, I will Lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. All my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will. I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names. Nothing can stand against. I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names. Nothing can stand against. Yes, I will lift you I in the lowest valley, yes, I will 
bless your name Oh yes, I will sing for joy When my heart is heavy all my days Yes, I will for all my days Yes, I will for all my days Yes, I will
Well, hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our online service here at Pine Castle United Methodist Church. My name is Jim Poling, but you knew that. Um, we are still continuing with our online services here, and we're monitoring the COVID-19 situation so that we can make a safe decision as to when to return to in-person worship. I am in my radio studio here today at iHeartMedia of Orlando and News Radio WFLA, and you're probably wondering why. Well, it's because every weekend I come up here and I do a little secret project for Pastor Scott George. Actually, it's not going to be so secret much longer because, you see, uh, next month he's going to be releasing his new book called Blindsided, and I'm in the middle of recording the audiobook version of that. Uh, Blindsided is uh, the story uh, that the, of the George family and their journey from the time that Austin, their son, uh, suffered his tragic accident all the way through his recovery. So it is a tremendous book, and uh, I'm sure Pastor Scott will have more to say about that as the time uh, grows closer, but uh, it'll be available in print and audiobook form, so uh, please take advantage of that when uh, the time comes. Our PC share for this week. What the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. What the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. And Pastor Scott will be talking a little bit about that in his message coming up. Also, uh, Pastor Sandra will have uh, a word for the kids or those who consider themselves kids. Pastor John will have a few uh, words to say as well coming up in our service today. You know, Pastor Scott's been doing a whole series on the hymns of the church. Today's hymn is called, Be Thou My Vision. And with the coronavirus politics and storms and all the other things going on, it's easy to get distracted and to lose focus on what is really important. Don't be distracted. Keep your eyes on Jesus. The way of the world, the familiar, the routine, Drifting toward the same ends, heading off in the distance, as if there was no other way. But when you meet Christ, you realize there's a different direction. A guide that invites you on a counter-cultural pilgrimage. You find a sweet harmony in conversation, in step with him. You realize the blessing that it is to be near to him. He asks you to drop everything, to follow the path toward him. And while the walk is certainly not without its challenges, you are not left unattended. But it's easy to lose focus. It may not be intentional, but if you're not disciplined to move, the gap can widen and you'll become used to your callousness. He desires to have you close, and you remember how pleasing it is. But the affairs of the world can become rather overwhelming, and there are times when you feel trapped, times when you get preoccupied, distracted, pushed, pulled, bogged down, and you realize the instant that you're not actively moving toward him, you're moving away from him.
Remember who called you to this journey and run to him. Good morning. Last week, we discovered how the Bible is God's word. Also, how the Bible is a weapon, a very powerful tool. It's a sword. The Bible is God's manual for us, an instructional book, and it is a weapon to help us fight temptation. Have you ever thought about why you need to know what the Bible says? Well, let's talk about how we can use the Bible as a weapon today. You see, Psalms 119.11 says, I will hide your word in my heart. I will store up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How can you store up God's word in your heart if you don't read the Bible, if you don't learn what it says, and if you don't memorize some Bible verses? You might not always remember exactly where in the Bible the verse is. You may not always remember the address, and that's okay as long as you remember and you learn what God's word is and that you store it in who you are. The Bible also says that we have authority over the devil. God's given us authority over Satan. There's one tool that he does not like. There's one tool that if you use it, he has to flee. And that's God's word. That is the sword. And when you fight the devil with God's word, when you fight the devil with those Bible verses, when you say, no, I'm not going to, and this is why, and you shout out a Bible verse, guess what? He's not there anymore because he has to leave. He has to flee. He is not allowed to stay because the God in you is more powerful than the devil. If you go on to read in Psalms 119, you'll eventually come to verse 105. And that says, your word is like a lamp that shows me the way. It is a light that guides me. If you went outside and it was really dark, what would you do? How would you know where to go? Would you pull out a flashlight? You probably would. That is how the Bible is. The Bible is a light that guides you. It'll show you the way. It'll light your path. It'll give you guidance and direction. It will lead you. But if your light doesn't have working batteries, if your light's not charged up, it can't lead you. It can't light your way. You need to know those verses. You need to know what God's word says. And also, you don't have it all memorized. You need to read it and say, God, show me what you want me to see. And he will guide you. You see, there's one thing the devil doesn't like, and he doesn't like us being led by God. The devil wants your light to go out. The, level, the devil does not want your batteries to be charged. The devil doesn't want God's word stored in your heart because he knows that that's where your power comes from. He wants you to lose focus. He wants you not to have direction and not to be led and guided. He wants you to lose a purpose. So you need to remember to stay sharp with your sword and use it as a light to guide you wherever you go. Because God has a purpose for you and he will show you that purpose step by step. You just need to stay close to him and let him speak to you 
through his word, the Bible. And remember to use it as a weapon because the devil doesn't like it. And that's okay. We don't want him to like it. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you are a light that guides my way. Thank you that I can come to you, that I can read your word, that I can remember those verses that I've stored in my heart so that you can show me and give me direction. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids, it's time for me to go. But I get to pass it off to Pastor John that is going to talk to you about why we give tithes and offerings. I'll see you next week. Bye. Good morning. It's a beautiful day the Lord has made, and I'm glad to be able to share it with you. I've been reading why people give to charities and to the church. One of the main reasons people give to charities is because they want to be a part of something great. Then I thought about, why do I give to the church? Psalm 145.3 says it all. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. As believers, we are part of God's greatest, his church. And so I'm satisfied that when I give, when I give my tithe today, when you give your tithe today, you are enjoying the greatest of the great. We have faith, we love God, and we're going to enjoy life because we're part of the greatest kingdom ever. God's kingdom. That's why it's time for the offering. Let us pray. God, bless these tithes, gifts, and offerings today. Let them be for others as they bless us, knowing you, knowing that we have confidence in the future. We need not fear death, and we can enjoy life. Bless these offerings in the name of Christ. Amen.
What a great time of uh, worship and time we spent together. I want you to go ahead and uh, get your Bible out and turn to Luke, uh, Luke chapter 10. We're going to look at a very familiar story out of uh, Luke chapter 10, but uh, today we're looking at the wonderful hymn that was written in the 8th century, and it is called Be Thou My Vision. This month we are talking about how God leads, how God directs, and how we need to keep our focus on Him. And so this is a great hymn that was written in the, uh, the 8th century. It's an Irish hymn. In fact, it's got a lot of great, great stories and information on this hymn. This was actually inspired by St. Patrick. You know the guy that uh, is famous for wearing the color uh, green, and so I decided today to wear uh, a green color in his honor. St. Patrick was from uh, Ireland. His dad was a deacon. His grandfather was a priest. And um, in the 8th century, the Raiders came and they, not the football team, the Raiders, but the, the, the Raiders of another kind, came and, and uh, ransacked his house, burned his house down, and they took him captive. And he became a prisoner. So St. Patrick was now a slave in the 8th century. Uh, it says here that um, the Lord opened my mind to an awareness of my unbelief, uh, St. Patrick later wrote, in order that I might remember my transgressions and turn with all of my heart to the Lord my God. That's interesting, that phrase, turn with all of my heart to the Lord his God. He, he went back to, uh, to Ireland and um, he became an incredible evangelist. Um, historians tell us that he planted uh, over uh, 200 churches and over 100,000 people converted to Christianity because of St. Patrick. Now, uh, these days, you know, St. Patrick's Day and his legacy is, has turned into something a little bit different than originally what it was, but he was a great evangelist. And so the people of Ireland... Uh, continued to write prayers of, of hymns and songs of praise. And in 1905, Mary Elizabeth took some of these words and she put rhythm and rhyme and put them to a song and a hymn. And the hymn became Be Thou My Vision that was inspired originally by the life and legacy of St. Patrick. So this is an Irish hymn, an Irish folk melody. And here's some of the, the, the words to this great hymn. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save thou art. Thou my best thought by day or by night, walking or sleeping, thy presence, thy light. Be thou my wisdom, and thou my true word. I ever with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great Father, and I thy true Son, Thou in my dwelling, and Thy with Thee one. Verse 3, Riches I heed not, nor mansions empty praise. Thou mine inheritance now and always, Thou and Thou only, first in my heart, High King of Heaven, my treasure Thou art. Verse 4, High King of Heaven, my victory won, May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. Heart of my own, heart will ever be fall. 
Still thou my vision, O ruler of all. I want you to notice in verse 3, um, the writer here says, says, Thou my inheritance, now and always, thou and thou only, first in my heart. Uh, we're talking about keeping our eyes on Christ. We're talking about uh, God being our focus. We're talking about God leading us and us following him and being disciples. And so this beautiful hymn, Be Thou My Vision, was uh, greatly inspired. And today we're going to look at that and see how God can help us to stay focused and stay with our attention and our affection uh, on him. Uh, I've asked you to go to Luke uh, chapter chapter 10. And I want to read a want to read a story to you out of Luke chapter 10. Now, it, it's interesting. This story is preceded by the story of the Good Samaritan. So, that story obviously is a story of action. It's a story of the Samaritan doing good works. And we know that we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We're not saved because of our good works, but because we're saved, we do good works. Uh, Christ said specifically, people will see your good works and they'll glorify God. So uh, our good works are not to bring honor to us, they're to glorify God. And when people see our good works, they're going to glorify God. But the, the story of the Good Samaritan was previous to the story that I'm getting ready to read to you. My point is this. There is going to be times in your life where you're going to have to be a good Samaritan and you're going to have to live a life of action. You're going to have to do things. You're going to have to uh, have good works follow you. And then there's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to be a Mary and you're just going to have to lis listen. You're going to have to quiet yourself. You're going to have to be still. You need to listen. And this story that I'm getting ready to read to you is a story of Martha and Mary, two sisters. Christ came to their house. Mary was famous for sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha was distracted. Today I want to talk to you for a couple minutes about avoiding distractions. Because if you're not careful, you and I can get distracted very easily. And what I love about the hymn that we just read, Be Thou My Vision, basically... That hymn is saying, God, help me not to get distracted. Help me not to get lost in just doing good works. Help me not to get lost in just doing things for you that I, I lose track of sitting at your feet and you being my vision. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Life is, one of the keys to life is living a life of balance. My wife always says this, Tammy. She says that the key to life is balance, and that really, really is true. See, you've got to have a good Samaritan spirit that helps people, but you also have to have the spirit of Mary that's going to sit. See, you're not doing anybody any good if that's all you're doing is good. You've got to sit like Mary and focus on him and allow God to be your vision, and then you've got to do good work. So out of your time with God, out of your time focusing on him, out of your time of prayer and in the word comes good works. you got to have both. You can't have one without the other. Love without works is, faith without works is dead. So you got to have both faith and works. 
And I love here in Luke chapter 2, it gives us two stories. The story of the Good Samaritan, and then it gives us a story of Martha and Mary. Could it be that this time that we have with the coronavirus, could it be that this is a time where we need to make God our vision? Not CNN, not NBC, not ABC, but God be our vision. Be thou my vision. And what I like about this story is Mary made the right choice. She wasn't distracted by all the things that had to be done. She sat at the Lord's feet. And we're going to look at this story. So let's go to Luke chapter 10. The, uh, the scripture is going to be on your screen. You can follow along. Um, but let's go to Luke chapter 10. So Jesus now had just told the people, go and do likewise. Go and be like the Good Samaritan. And then he follows up with this story about Martha and Mary. Verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on the way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. Circle that word. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Lord said, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Notice that, 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 that um, you've got two sisters. Notice that Mary, Martha was distracted. That, that word there, distracted, it, it means to be overly occupied. It means to be drawn away. That word in the original language actually means to be dragged away. Could it be that you and I are being drug away. We're being dragged. We're being pulled away from the very thing that gives us life. See, when, when the Irish people wrote, Be Thou My Vision, they were saying, God, I want you to be the focal point of my life. I want you to be the focal point of everything I do. I want you to be the, the focus of everything I do. And it seems like many times all of us were distracted. We're we're being drug away. We're being dragged. Um, this is going to come up on your screen as a quote. I want, you to, I want you to highlight this as we're talking today. What the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. Oh, I like that. What, what the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. Now, could it be that the enemy can't destroy you? And if he can't destroy you, then he will distract you. And Martha was distracted. She was pulled away. She was dragged away. I mean, I can just imagine like a, like a rope or around her neck, and she was just being pulled. She was being distracted, pulled on both sides. And I want you to notice that she was fearful, and she was upset. You see, when you get distracted, the result, the fruit of that, is that you're going to be upset, and you're going to be worried about many things. See, distractions are not good. Because they take us away. And what I love about this hymn that we're looking at today, Be Thou My Vision. God, help me not to be distracted. Help me not to, to get focused on things that don't matter to you. 
the enemy can't destroy us, but he can distract us. And if we're not careful, we will miss out on some incredible things that God has for us. And, and, and Mary was just sitting at the feet of Jesus. She was just worshiping. She was just focused on Christ as she sat at his feet and she worshiped. Uh, this is interesting. Mary, her name means because of their rebellion. That's what her name means. Martha means I am rebellious. Isn't that interesting? When you don't focus on Christ, when you do not allow God to be your focus, when you get distracted, it's really a sign of rebellion. You are saying to God, I care more about this. I care more about that. When you allow yourself to get distracted, it's actually an act of rebellion. And there's things that need to be done. The Good Samaritan needed to help out the man on the side of the road. But the Good Samaritan also needs to be like Mary and learn to sit and to worship and to focus and to say, God, be thou my vision. And if you're Martha and all you're doing is helping the poor and you're not sitting at the feet of Jesus, you're not going to do anybody any good because you're going to get burned out. You're going to get distracted. And it's actually a sign of rebellion when you and I don't allow God to be our vision, our focus. Could it be that the coronavirus is an opportunity for you and I to allow God to be our vision and our focus and look to him and look to him only? Distractions. Uh, let me read out of Psalm 27. And it's there on your screen. I hope you're enjoying this today. Psalm, if you're with me today, say a big, uh, a big amen. Psalm 27, verse 4. Actually, let's go to verse 1 just for a minute. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Here it is. One thing I ask of the Lord. And this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. See, what I love about that scripture, it says, even when all things are falling on around me, I will still be confident in the Lord. One thing. This is what I ask. And Mary chose that one thing. Martha got distracted, and Mary was focused on serving God, on loving Him, on focusing on Him, be thou my vision. And God filled her with strength and peace and comfort as she stayed focused on, on Christ. Let me tell you a couple things that happen. Uh, when you and I get distracted... Number one, you miss opportunities. When you're distracted, you miss opportunities. God wants to speak to you. God wants to use you. God's bringing people into your life. And if we're not careful, 
uh, we will get distracted and we will miss out on opportunities. Number two, uh, when you get distracted, you're going to miss out on, on, on peace that's available. Peace is available for you, and you get distracted, and you get focused on other things, and you miss out on the peace that God has for you. Um, I remember sitting down and watching a family. We went down to, to, uh, to, to eat at a restaurant uh, recently, and a mom and a dad and a, uh, a son and a daughter sat down for a meal. And I just watched them. It was me and Tammy and a couple of my kids. And I just noticed this family sitting over to my right. And they sat down and the dad plopped out a, plopped out a laptop. The mom pulled out her computer. The kids pulled out their video games and they had their headsets on and they had their iPods on and they sat down. And here I was looking at, at, at a family of four and they just missed out on wonderful opportunities because they were distracted. They couldn't even sit and have a meal together. They couldn't even sit down and have a time to talk and interact. They were all uh, engaged and focused and distracted, and they missed out on a wonderful opportunity. They, they, they missed out on meaningful interaction. They missed out on quality time. They missed out on peace because they were focused and they were distracted on other things instead of themselves. And I think you see this all the time with men and women on phones. I remember watching an intera interaction. That somebody had a phone, and they were talking, they were interacting, and this person just picked up their phone. They started looking at their phone, and they totally missed out on a beautiful interaction that they could have if they would have simply put down the distractions and allow themselves to be focused. And, and I think that's really the message of of today's sermon and our time together. Be thou my vision. Help me to be focused. Help me to focus on you. We miss out on so much because we're distracted. We're being pulled in a hundred different directions and we need to be like Mary. We need to simply sit. Can I give you permission today to simply sit? It's okay for you to, to be still. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay for you to not have to do a hundred things. Be still, the Bible says, and know that I'm God. We can't know who God is unless we're still. And I'm afraid that we are distracted. I'm afraid we're too busy. I'm afraid we're doing a lot of activities. And they're all good and necessary. But what's even more necessary is to be like Mary and to simply sit and hear what God has to say to us. I'm reminded of the Old Testament story of Elijah. And God says, I I'm going to... I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to I'm going to speak to you, and and he said uh, uh, I'm I'm not going to be in the wind, I'm not going to be in the fire, I'm not going to be in the earthquake, I'm going to be in a small still voice. You see, see, God's not going to compete with the noise of the world. God's not going to compete with all the things that are happening around us. He is a gentleman, and he is just going to wait until you're still. And Elisha. He wasn't in the, the God's voice was not in the wind or the fire or the earthquake. It was in a small, still voice. And the Bible says that Elijah took the coat and he put it over his head. He covered his head. Why did he do that? That's a very odd thing to do. Elijah did that because he didn't want to be distracted. He wanted to hear the small, still voice of God. And if you're going to hear the small, still voice of God... You've got to be careful that you are not distracted with the things of the world. This week, I want to encourage you to be still. I want to encourage you to be quiet. 
I want you to encourage you to sit. I want to encourage you to, to, to be still and to allow God to speak to you. There's a lot of things that need to be done, and they're all going to get done. But nothing is more important. Let's be like David in Psalm 27 and say, This one thing I ask of the Lord, that I may seek your face and dwell in the house of the Lord. This is a season for you to be still. There is going to be plenty of opportunity for you to be the Good Samaritan. Now is the time for you to be still, for you to be quiet, for you to cover your head like Elisha and, and Elijah and, 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 and hear the voice of God. God wants to speak to you and he's looking for Marys. He's looking for people that are going to sit and hear what God has to say. What the enemy cannot destroy, he will distract. Don't allow God to distract. Don't allow the enemy to distract what God wants to say to you today. I want to pray for you just as we come to a close today. I want to pray that you will be still. I, I hope that after our service together today, that you'll just go get away for a few minutes and just be still. Uh, be like Mary. Sit at his feet. He has so much he wants to share to you. He wants so much to pour into you. And, and you and I are all distracted, running around, trying to do all the things that need to be done. And they'll all get done eventually. Nothing's more important. You know, in this story, Jesus was only at their house for just a few hours. They had a meal. They, 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 they ate together. He was only there for, you see, you'll miss an opportunity. You'll miss that window. You'll miss that, 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 that chance. I mean... All the things that Mary was doing could have been done on Monday morning. They could have been done during the week. She only had one little moment to be in the presence of Jesus, and she chose to be distracted. And I hope that you don't do that. I hope that you'll take a few minutes out and you'll just quiet yourself and be still. Make the most of this opportunity. Um, the Bible says in Ephesians, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We're living in evil days. And this will be a wonderful time for you to be like Mary and to sit at the feet of Jesus and allow him to speak to you today. Let, let me pray for you. Father, thank you. God, for St. Patrick, thank you for his life and his legacy. Thank you for this beautiful song that was given to us so many years ago, Be Thou My Vision. God, I pray today that you will help all of us to be a little bit more like Mary. God, help us to release all the things that we know that we need to do and help us to seize the moment. Help us to, 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 to look for those opportunities, those moments where we can spend time with you. And God, I pray you'll speak to us. Help us to put our affection. Help us to put our attention. Help us to put our focus on you and you alone. I pray for your people today. I pray that as they look to you, that you'll be their source of strength and wisdom, and power, and everything that they need, God. Be, our, be thou our vision today, in Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May you, like Mary, sit at the feet of Christ today and allow him to speak life and peace into your life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week, 1030, online or Facebook at pinecastleumc.com. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.